What's good, everybody? I'm Joe. This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration weekend interview series. It's Sunday morning, and it really is Sunday morning. I uh, have been, I don't want to say procrastinating. I've just been doing a lot of fun things. Life is fun. Life is fun. And I'm just going to say that. Life is fun. I've, I've been doing a lot of oracle card readings and this past week was the christ consciousness oracle card readings which were really powerful and for everybody that signed up and spent the day with me diving into this christ consciousness energy thank you so much i'll be doing it again around christmas time connecting back to that christ consciousness energy not that we only connect to this energy around those times but that's what we're going to be doing in christmas if you missed it if you missed our, our Spring Christ Consciousness reads, then be on the lookout for that. Also, the May Manifestation Group is happening on Thursday mornings. That's right. Every Thursday morning in May. <clears throat> excuse me. Every Thursday morning in May, starting May the 4th from 7 to 8 a.m., I'll be getting together in Zoom with a group of amazing individuals, and I would love for you to join us. It's $100 for the month, an hour group coaching call every Thursday morning. And I'm moving this to the morning because I'm a morning person. Yeah, I am. Surprise. And I know there are other morning people out there, and I'm just curious what would happen, what will happen with a morning group. There'll probably be an evening group again, but I want to see what happens with the morning. So hit the link in the show notes. Sign up for the Thursday morning manifestation mastermind group, group coaching, group accountability, meditation, mindset, oracle cards, all of the good things, and a group of people that are going to support you. Now, let's get into today's episode. Today I'm talking with Jill Blumenstock. Jill is a yoga teacher. She is a mentor. She's a Vedic astrologer. She teaches Vedic yoga, Ayurveda, Ayurveda yoga, all of these wonderful technologies. And yeah, we're going to call them technologies. She also teaches yoga nidra and yin yoga and offers yoga nidra teacher trainings. She's currently studying meditation and philosophy with Paul Mueller. Jill is an amazing ball of information and knowledge, and we have a lovely conversation about her journey, what got her to where she is today, what got her to actually take the leap. Are you ready for this, guys? To withdraw from medical school, knowing that she had greater gifts to offer the world through yoga. How about that? Talk about taking a leap. And it's interesting because through the Oracle group reads that I did this week, that, that take a leap card came out a lot. We often get into these spaces where we might be three years into medical school and we stop and we say, oh man, this really isn't, really, really isn't what I want to, what I want to be doing. And we have to take that leap. We got to pivot and shift. And Jill took that leap, she pivoted, she shifted. This is a great conversation. I hope it inspires you not to go quit your job, but to actually start looking at your life and saying, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this really what 
I want to be doing. So, hit the link in the show notes, connect with Jill. You can find all of Jill's information at jillblumenstockyoga.com. If you want to be part of the Thursday morning Manifestation Mastermind group, the link is in the show notes. Schedule your Oracle card readings. If you want to do some monthly coaching with me, I would say get on the schedule for a free discovery call to get on the schedule for May because May is filling up quickly and I would love to work with you. So before there is a wait list, you should set up that free discovery call. 15 minutes we'll chat about where you are, where you want to be, what might be getting in your way. So now I'm going to go pour myself another cup of coffee and I invite all of you to do the same and enjoy this conversation with Jill Blumenstock. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe. Thanks for being here. It's our weekend interview series, and today I'm with Jill Blumenstock. And Jill, thank you for being here. So if you can, really quick, and I know this is a hard question. Where are you, Jill? Who's Jill? Tell us a little bit about Jill. Oh, well, that is a hard question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I I kind of liked, at heart... I'm someone who likes to explore. I'm very curious and I love to learn about how the world works and how I work so that I can make the most out of life. And so I, along my explorations, I found yoga and uh, I've been studying yoga since 2006, practicing. And uh, I wandered around in yoga and studied all the things possible because Mm -hmm. you really don't get a sense of yoga and how it fully works until you understand all the pieces. So I did uh, like two 200-hour teacher trainings, a 500-hour teacher training in Ayurveda yoga teacher training, and I studied a lot of anatomy, therapeutics. Uh, I've been studying with my meditation teacher now for like 10 years or so, and I'm a a meditation teacher. So, and uh, I also, along the way, I found Vedic astrology. Uh, one of my students, um, her brother was an astrologer. And when I started exploring again, I mm-hmm. found, I was watching his videos and it completely would explain what I was feeling at that moment. So I got really curious and started to study it more and more and more and track the planets and compare it to how I felt each day. And after doing that for a few years, I decided to be an astrologer because I thought more people could really use this information. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I now I so right now what I do is I try to help people with what I know. So uh, I I teach yoga teacher trainings and workshops on all things yoga, and my goal is to help people live yoga to take what took me thousands of hours and dollars to learn and make it simple for people to apply to their life so that it actually can have an impact um, mm-hmm. on the most potent things that I found in yoga, the techniques and practices that really, really worked and the mindsets that really, really worked. And uh, I also use, and I also do, uh, so I teach lots of yoga classes and then I also uh, do private readings in astrology mostly because I have a heart to take away people's pain and to console people. Mm-hmm. So when people are going through a hard time, they tend to reach out to me for readings and I help them pinpoint 
you know, what their purpose is, you know, what's going on in their chart, why they're going through this and how they can overcome it. And that's the greatest thing I think I can give to people is more peace and awe so in life. And I found a lot of that in yoga and astrology. And uh, I'm also starting to write more and feel like I'm on the precipice of even more coming. So we'll see what that exploration comes, especially after next month's eclipse. So yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's, yeah, that's awesome. So I'm curious, what was like, what was the thing that got you onto that yoga mat, right? Like what, what actually made that happen? Oh, uh, I was in medical school at the time, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I one of my friends wanted to take a yoga class, and I had never like thought of yoga one way or another, and I was just like, I just wanted to do this thing with my friend. And when I, I took, after I took my first class, I realized that this like constant headache or neck pain that I just like thought as this was just how I am just went away after my yoga class. And I was like, this is cool. And so then it would creep the headache and the constant headache and the neck pain would creep up again by the next class and I'd take it again and the neck pain would go away. And I was like, wow, there's something to this. I need to teach this to my patients, you know, so I envisioned myself teaching in the waiting room. Uh, at the, you know, uh, after seeing patients all day. And then I realized I thought I could help people more with yoga than medicine. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, so then I was off to the races uh, with that. And uh, the actually the teacher that I taught, that I took the class from, um, he, he had, he taught teachers. And so mm. everyone in the class kind of like, it was implied you'd become a teacher. Like you just kind of sensed it. And it definitely felt right. So that's kind of how mm. I found yoga thanks to my friend so ah that's beautiful that uh, my first yoga experience was not a, a good one uh, which happens uh, definitely happens a, <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't a good one because of my ego right like it was like oh i can't do these things that all of the ladies in this class are doing i thought i was a strong young man at the time and no apparently not so that was it like i came up i'm never doing that again and then a Kundalini teacher came. I'm like, you got to try this. And it was crazy. And I'm like, oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me, right? And I'm so happy that it, you know, that it got me. Because really, after that first class, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. But then, you know, finding. And for everybody that's listening, right? Maybe you don't like the down dog. Try something else, right? Like, don't, don't not go back after that first class if it wasn't a good experience. Like, go back. Try something different. Try a different teacher. Because uh, it really did then end up changing my life. And then everything started, like, these little things started falling into place. And it's like, oh, I should read this book. And I'll never forget. I think it was maybe 2004, a Vedic astrologer showed up at the yoga studio that I was going to. And I didn't feel very comfortable at the studio. And she... Um, studied and worked at the Ayurveda Institute in New Mexico. So she would come to the Philadelphia area like once or twice a year. And it was like, she would come and I would just feel like a connection more so than when she wasn't there. So it was this really special, you know, thing that kind of just led me down, you know, all of, all of the roads. But the first reading back in 2004, she, she was like, you're never going to believe what you're doing when you're 40. <laughs> and I was like, 
I don't know, 10 years, I think, mm -hmm. like uh, that I had to go until I hit 40. And I'm like, you got anything else? Can I get anything? Anything? <laughs> She's like, no, I can't tell you anything else. She was like, but you're not going to believe what you're doing. I'm like, oh my goodness. So it was like a decade of like, wow, I wonder what I'm going to be doing. I wonder what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Um, uh, so that really always gets me like, ooh, when you experienced your first astrology or Vedic astrology reading, was there anything that was like that really got you that was like, ooh, like I, I got to explore this. I got to explore this more. I got to know about more. Or was it a little bit later? Like when yeah. did the, the your, this astrology piece kind of really get you? Well, uh, I was tracking the planets and like self-learning on my own for a couple of years. So it was like every time of it, every time an information just like helped me just make sense of my life and understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling and also gave me advice on how to handle it. Um, but I, I definitely remember uh, one of the most pivotal readings uh, I got was actually a relationship reading. And uh, uh, with uh, this was like my second or third reading. And, um, you know, I, I was having uh, my husband and I have a really great relationship, but, uh, you know, I was having a hard time. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that he said uh, just really cut to the heart of things, because I think I was upset because my husband is has very high standards and he. Um, he can it can he can sometimes come across as critical um, when really he just cares about my improvement and thinks I can I'm capable of more. Mm -hmm. So I use it a lot for my own growth. But every time he would complain about something, I would take it very personally because of things in my chart. And wow. when and then and then Sam said my Sam teacher who I trained with Sam Gebby, um, what he said is that. Um, your husband likes to complain to complain, but he doesn't mean it. He really loves you. And it just, and so every time he complains, like, just know that he loves you. And it just cut through so much of my stuff. And it literally probably completely saved our marriage, you know, because he still acts that way because that's who he is as a, he's a Virgo. So um, it's their nature to be perfectionists and, and to under, and to to really see what's possible for people and make something even better. It's what their whole um, the greatest gift is. Um, and so I, he wasn't going to change, but I was able to make peace with it in a way that I, 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 I could still um, I could see the beauty in it and learn from it and benefit from it. And now I have it's like I have that doesn't bother me anymore, but there's also just the greatest joy and I can use that for my own growth. And so that was, that was pretty pivotal. I just, every time I'm reading, every time I've got a reading in general, it's been mind blowing. Um, because when you're feeling lost, just to have someone give you a clue about what's going on and a little bit of advice to how to handle it, um, which I'm sure you do with a lot of your Oracle card readings too. Like it, it, that, that little kernel of clarity is just helps you so much and it's such a relief. So I just want to give that relief to people too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've been noticing, and I'm curious if, if you notice this as well, and just like very happy accidents have been happening of reminders of past readings. 
right? Of something that came up in that 2004 read mm-hmm. or another reading that I had in, in 2015 and another reading that I had literally in, in 2019 that just happened. Like I was thinking about, it popped into my head and on April 4th, like this idea of this reading in 2019 of what the, this woman told me on April 4th, it popped into my head as I was washing my dishes. I'm like, huh, I'm going to have to like look in my email and see. Pretty sure I got a recording. I wonder where it is. Like having that whole thing. Like I know there were emails and I don't delete anything out of my Gmail because why? So I just searched, right? Vedic astrology reading from the woman, you know, the woman's name. That reading happened on April 4th of 2019. <laughs> it popped into my head on April 4th. Like when I pulled it up, I was sat here. I'm like, oh my God. Like, so I'm like, do you ever notice those like little coincidences or synchronicities? Maybe like a couple years later, maybe from a read that's like, oh my goodness, that's what that was. Like, like the when Bessela said to me, you know, back in the day, you're never going to believe what you're doing when you're 40, right? Like when I hit 40, I was like, shit, I kind of, in a way, I'm homeless. I've got nowhere to live. I'm crashing on a friend. Some house sitting. Like, I wasn't, I, this is not what I thought 40 was like. What I was waiting for. Homeless? You're right. I can't believe this. But really, it was kind of like that. Like was the the crap storm that I needed to go through to kind of like started getting me to here. Um, so anyway, curious if you notice that like maybe just random synchronicities make it pop up where you're like, oh shit like there there it is or do you find that with people you work with that comes later oh totally i mean there's just so much magic to the world that when when you're really tapped in um it's you just realize how there's so much magic happening everywhere uh uh in terms of readings uh it is always good to re-listen to readings after a time period. Like I do six months, next six months readings because a lot of mm-hmm. things you don't understand in le- until retro- in retrospect. And so an astrologer can tell you this is going to happen. This is going to happen. You might feel like this and here's what, how to handle it. But the, it, it makes sense either only in the moment when you're struggling with it or in retrospect. Um, the other thing too, is that uh, repeated cycles and synchronicities is something just built into nature because it's built into astrology. You know, there's planetary returns and planets are at similar aspects as they, as they are every year. You know, the sun and Venus and Mercury are always pretty close. So it can remind us of things. So there's always these like new starts and cy- finishing of cycles happening so often um, that a lot of stuff does come back to us. And sometimes it's on a a monthly cycle. Sometimes it's on a yearly cycle. Sometimes it's on like a decade cycle Um, Mm -hmm. as themes sent as the it's, it's, I guess it's helpful to think of it as like a a spiral. Like you keep revisiting things, but you're at a new place and you're at a new place and you're at a new place and just Mm -hmm. kind of spiral, spiral, spirals until you to lead to growth. So, oh, of course, there's always lots of magic, but I feel like I'm used to it because I see it so often. <laughs> right, right. That, Take it for granted. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of my practices has been, can I not say the word weird or crazy? 
because it's not right it's just these are magical things and i don't want that like they're not crazy they're not weird mm -hmm. but our humanness right and just the way it is so i'm like that's one of my practices like this isn't weird but let me tell you what happened because it's it's pretty neat yeah. and it's like the we, those synchronicities and the signposts and one of my biggest takeaways from all of the readings, it's like, oh, not like this is going to happen or this is going to happen, but more like you're really strong in this area. You're kind of really weak in this, right? Like the planets are really supporting you here, but not so much over here, right? Which is then like, oh, right? I, I should probably maybe do a little more work over here, mm -hmm. which is amazing because i think a lot of and maybe you you can speak on this people think that it is like this is what's going to happen right but really it's kind of like no you might be horrible in this aspect of your life like look at your chart right here yeah. oh yeah i think i think uh, i actually um prefer to use astrology and teach astrology as more of a way to understand yourself and to understand how you're growing, then this is the outcome that happens. I'm actually not as interested in that question, although part of me always is. I want to know, is everything going to be okay? But uh, mm -hmm. I find, though, uh, and my teacher uh, taught me this, is that when people come to you for readings, there's often some psychological uh, struggle that they're going through. And they'll ask you, they'll ask you questions like, what's your... What's your what should I do for my career? I'm torn between these two things. But really, it's more helpful to teach them why they're torn and the psychological things underneath it help them understand that dynamic and how to handle it better. And so it's totally right that I, I love understanding myself a lot more. Um, the other thing is I, I, a lot of, it gives me every time I do a birth chart reading where you know you get a sense of who you are, what you're here to do, and what you're here to experience and how to grow. Um, I'm in awe of how it all is put together very well, both our strengths and weaknesses. Because it isn't so much like use your strengths and then conquer your weaknesses. It's more like your weaknesses are there for a purpose because it's probably stopping you from doing all sorts of things. Um, and, uh, there's sometimes a great gift in the weaknesses and sometimes we overuse our strengths or misuse our strengths and misapply it, um, use like using Mars energy to do Venus things, um, or use, Mar use, uh, Saturn energy to do moon things. Um, because if a planet is strong in us, it can, it can kind of take over. Um, but when you look at the whole picture, you know, it, it, that person is supposed to be that way. They're supposed to struggle with those things and have those that combination. Um, and it's actually a, fits into a beautiful story um, that that really uh, uh, there's always some tough things in our chart, always some gifts in our chart. Um, and when you see the whole story, and I think as astrologers, we're here to tell what's the story behind it. Um, then it just like every and everybody seems perfect just the way they are, and then it, it it I find that it's helpful more to make peace with myself, um, understanding myself in new ways and my chart in new ways and how to live life in a way that's more satisfying, um, and uh, yeah, and I also find that uh, it it helps people accept themselves uh, and like oh I don't have to try to be different. This is, mm -hmm. this is sort of who I am. And 
these things I got to watch because they they might get me into trouble. And I can, mm-hmm. I can use astrology wisdom to help use that energy better. And here are the things that, uh, you know, I can really take advantage of. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a, it's, it's a cool how magically how it all puts to, fits together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is all very magical. And as I, you know, coach people and do stuff, like I, I say often, like I'm a manifestation coach, but it's really how our brain works, right? I just like the word manifesting because it makes it a little more magical and fun. <laughs> but really, like I'm just working with people to teach us how our brain actually works, but it's fun to be in the magical side, right? Because why not? Like, why not have more fun with them? You're like, yeah. So why not connect to the mystical side of things mm-hmm. and allow these, the planets, right? Everything to actually help us on our journey, keeping everything light and fun and open mm-hmm. as we roll. And you're like, okay, maybe there's a little signpost and here's a signpost like, like, like when I pulled the Oracle card, right? Like here, you can do this or you can do this, but this like for instance uh last week um take a leap card came out from like four different decks in one read and i'm just like i don't think we have to do anything else like i think you know what you're supposed to do like <laughs> four times you know it's like and i i i, I see that happening and I'm, I'm wondering if you see that as well as you work with with astrology or i saw some you also pull tarot mm-hmm and do things like it's like once you kind of like get that first hint it's like okay here it is and here it is or just like did you get it we can keep pulling all the cards but the same card's gonna keep keep coming out <laughs> yeah yeah i've been getting the high priestess a lot lately <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's the intuition yeah uh, that's a good one yeah that's another thing that uh uh yeah i think if you give the universe something random to speak through uh, it speaks loud and clear. Um, I think astrology works a little differently in that it feels it feels very much like a science. Like this is just how nature works. You just learn how to read it, um, and these are cycles to to go through. Um, and uh, when there's synchronicity, when there's a confluence of factors all coming together. But I think even tarot and oracle cards are are have a different sort of specialness because it cuts right to the lesson of what you really need and, and what you really need right now and also helps you understand yourself in a very momentary way um, where there's always a lot of things going on in astrology that you have to sort through as an astrologer and figure out where it's coming from for people. Um, but there, I think uh, Oracle cards and tarot cards can give such precise advice and like, this is what you should do about it. And when it's, when it's loud and repeated, uh, again, it's like a, almost like a boost of confidence that I'm on the right path um, and uh, that it's safe to do this. Um, so I like to think I like to think of uh, all the, the all the cards as just like this is the piece of wisdom and the vote of confidence I need right now. And uh, oh, it I helps so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I. I I'm glad this is recorded. <laughs> remember that a little bit yeah. right there. And it's so true. It's like the, the, these little things for me, um, for a while, every time I would grab a deck of cards, it was gratitude, stay grounded, gratitude, grounded, 
I'm like, okay, I got it. <laughs> I'm Pisces. I'm trying to keep my feet on the ground, but I'm all, I'm all up in it. Um, but literally, like weeks, I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll stay here. I'll stay right here. Um, and we, and, it, and it's fun. Yeah, it keeps. We keep getting it till we actually get it. <laughs> We, right. I, mean, I think I'm doing it. I think I'm grounded already. Like, what else do I need to do? Yeah. But I'll take it. I'll tell you. For the last, and it just happened earlier uh, again today. Um, I've I've pulled the Melchizedek card four times since Saturday. Wow. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, we're boys. Like, I know you're one of my people. And very interesting with the Easter holiday, but. He just keeps he keeps coming out. My first session this morning at the end of my coaching session, we always pull a card as well. And Melchizedek came out. I'm like, I'm not I'm not surprised because I guess he's he still has the message for us. Um so as I was looking at your your website, you have a lot of fun workshops <laughs> happening. Yes, yes. So you teach yoga. Mm-hmm. You teach Ayurveda, lots of workshops. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a home base that you work out of, or do you just kind of float to different studios all around? I, I teach at multiple studios because um, uh, I just want to spread this information more widely. Um, I mainly teach uh, at Fitness Yoga in Malika Hill, which is um, how I met Tina. Uh, the uh, because uh, that's where my 300 hour yoga teacher training is centered. So, mm-hmm. um, and in that training, I, I it's, it's, I call it, uh, the yoga life club <laughs> because it's all about, I, it's, I, this is, it's sort of like what I do on my own to practice yoga. And I just invite people along on the journey. So right now we're practicing the yamas and niyamas, the ethical principles, which is something I personally wanted to do. So we so we we meet once a month and we go over a yoga topic and we do a little practice and then we contemplate it throughout the month and we keep in touch in a Facebook group. Um, and then if you want to study in more depth, then I offer more in-depth trainings for yoga teachers or anyone who wants to learn more about how that aspect of yoga operates and how to use it to take care of yourself. So um, I feel I, so I cover and I, the way I design that 300 hour training is to cover all the different aspects of yoga in a, a, a more depth than you normally would in like a 200 hour training. So it's more than a glimpse because I feel like the way I kind of see yoga is that different yoga styles care for different aspects of ourself. Um, physical mm-hmm. yoga, uh, more vinyasa, hatha yoga, uh, helps us uh, use our muscles to align the body and has great benefits on the bones. Uh, yin yoga is great for the connective tissue, for caring for the connective tissue, which really helps us as we get older and helps create freedom and releases a lot of tension in the body and does also a lot of amazing things. Very powerful, energetic practice. Restorative yoga cares for your nervous system. And uh, yoga nidra and meditation help you with a lot of the inner psychological consciousness stuff that holds you back and helps release the deep stress and clear things out, but also leads to transformation so you feel more free. And then Ayurveda is just nature. It's the nature of how to take care of your physical body. It's very much the medicine of yoga but through lifestyle and diet and simple changes and how you live your life. 
Um, so if you learn all of those things, you know how to take care of yourself profoundly and keep yourself in not just a state of physical health, but deep wellness. And I feel like you need all of it. Really? <laughs> but it really is a science, right? It is a science yeah. of, of life. Yeah. Um, and I remember way back in the day when I first got into all of this, my ex-wife um, studied a lot um, with, I don't know if you're familiar with Ed Zadlow. He's a, a lovely Ayurvedic practitioner in the like Lansdale um, area. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Dr. Laud and all of these people. And at that time, I was still a nice guy, but I was like, what are you talking about? Your vata and your pitta. I'm like, I don't, come on, like, just give it to me that I can understand it. And I would joke around, be like, we go out and you start talking. And I'm like, I have to interpret, not even know what I'm interpreting or what this all means. But as I got more, you know, into it, I'm like, oh, right. It really all does make sense. And what I'm eating and when I'm eating it and right, like the hots and the colds and why am I eating food? And it's making my head sweat. Mm-hmm. Right. And figuring this all out. Oh, right. I might actually be a little too fiery for this. <laughs> But when we actually get it, right, and it's a lot for everybody that's listening, so don't be, don't feel too overwhelmed or stressed um, about it because it's a practice mm-hmm. of of learning all of of the things. But you obviously are 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 well skilled in it, and you don't look like you're a million years old, <laughs> right? Like it, it, it's not like like. Okay, I've been doing this for 75 years, I can tell you now, right? Like we can all move into these spaces mm-hmm. and and start learning and uncovering more about ourselves along the way, but it can also be over a little overwhelming as well. Yeah, and that's you know, that's a great point because that's exactly what I try to do. What one of my special gifts is to take something complicated with it has a lot of information and then reduce it down to something simple and practical where the, like the 20% of information to get the 80% of the results, like just, just to to know enough to operate intelligently and keep you safe, but um, enough to apply to your life and make a difference. So um, it's what I try to do in all my trainings, you know, because it's good to understand things in depth, but I think, most people just need to know how what will help them. And I feel like that's why it's great to study all these things because um, because because I know all those things, I know how to take care of myself when I'm upset. You know, I know that like when I'm getting angry and frustrated that uh, if I take a shower with peppermint oil, <laughs> I will calm down and be more chill and be more naturally compassionate or, if I eat too many of one food, it's going to aggravate me. So then it can make me watch what I eat. But it's also just lifestyle, like, um, you know, how to eat and when to go to bed. That's why Ayurveda is just so rich with all of that. Um, because there are simple things that if you do, you can take care of yourself. A perfect example of this is uh, recently, actually, I had a bit of a health challenge. Um, uh, my blood pressure was high. And... Um, I realized uh, that it was just if I, uh, I eliminated a couple foods and then every time I, I realized I was letting myself get anxious, you know, I would if I got anxious, I would let I would I would just let myself perseverate and keep 
it keep it going. And if I just kind of, if I just in that moment took three deep breaths and tried to calm myself down, knowing how much it was going to affect my blood pressure and cause potential health injury, it helped me. And just like every time it came up, just like processing it, deep breaths, calming myself down, doing my little yoga things that I know that helped me find peace, it, it, my blood pressure went down. And I was like, wow, it really is all about simple lifestyle things that aren't really hard to understand that you can use to take care of yourself um and uh made a profound impact on my life so uh, yeah. I, I love that you say simple practices and i've been i don't want to say struggling but contemplating this idea in the world of really all of it right manifestation everything living our best life they're simple practices and I often wonder, this is the, like the, the contemplation, is it because they're so simple that we don't do them, right? Because it is, it's that, and everywhere you look, like any great teacher, be mindful and be present. Can we be mindful and be present? Be, and it sounds so easy and so simple, but it's the practice of catching ourselves, right? When it's like, oh, right, if I'm, I'm, I'm not being very mindful, what if I take three breaths right now? I'm going to bring, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the practice, not just, oh, I'm mindful, right? I'm, my, I'm, I'm, I'm here, me and Ram Dass, I'm here right now, right? I'm, I'm here now, right? But are we really here? And that's the, the simplicity. Like one day I was sitting here journaling. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's too easy. That's why people aren't doing it because it's too easy to say, hey, what if you learned about yourself and you eat this and don't eat that? <laughs> or what if you eat this in the morning, but you don't eat that, right? These little things. So thank you for, for I love that you added that, like these simple practices, right? Yeah. You got the last word, practice. <laughs> well, it's a brilliant point you make up because it's the, the simple things are the hardest to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, uh, we make things a lot more complicated than we need. They need to be, and a lot more important than they need to be. And I find that, even just talking about presence, like you were mentioning, I, that's one of the most profound and also life fulfilling practices to do. Like when I look back on my life, the moments I remember the most and treasure the most are the ones where I was just really being in the moment. I remember, and they were ordinary, they were always ordinary moments. I remember standing um, in front of my apartment building. I used to live in an apartment and uh, under the awning and watching the rain pour down and just really, know, really taking in every detail, the sounds, the smell. And it was just, it was like that moment was filled with so much richness that it healed my heart. Um, and I still remember it in vivid detail to this day. And it's all those. And my husband taught me that uh, one time we were hiking in uh, in uh, where was it? Oh, uh, the Arches National Park. And uh, and we were hiking in the middle of nowhere. And he's just like, let's just sit down. And like my parent, you know, let's just sit down and look at this vista. And the first like few minutes, I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but then like he put his arm around me and we just sat there. And I took deep breaths and I got really present. And it's one of my favorite memories with him, you know. And I feel it's like it's a simple thing that's easily overlooked. And the reason why 
simple things are overlooked, and this has to do with you know, the philosophy, which you're probably familiar with, is that you know who we are is just pure awareness, pure consciousness, experiencing life. But there's a lot of things that cover up our ability to do that. The thoughts in our head, the you know the the you know uh, karmic seeds, our emotional baggage. There's all this stuff that's like it's like we put on a dirty sunglasses and we see through that and so you almost have to clear a lot of that out to even start to begin to really be present and really do the do the simple thing um and that's a lot of what yoga does is it helps us transform and helps us uh you know clean off the dirt that's on our lens on the glasses that we're seeing so that 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 inner just pure awareness is we really can experience life and also all the wonderful things that we have inside so um it's a simple that's why the simple things are hard i remember there's one there's one uh there's a lady who wrote a blog that i used to follow a lot and she's like she's like why can't i be present why can't i be present i was like well you have to meditate (laughs) 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 i i I commented on her blog once i was like well you, you have to practice meditation and clear out some of the stuff but she just thought it should be automatic that she should just have this talent and you know and but all these things are things that we have to cultivate almost literally fight for in the face of all of the inner psychological stuff that yoga teaches us is in the way um and understanding what's in the way um which a lot of the yamas and niyamas help us do um is really helpful um, so you know what you're up against and then how to meet life. I, uh, one of my Ayurveda teachers even called yoga psychology. Like it's actually like the psychology, um, of in ancient India. So it's oh. just good to understand yourself. And the whole point of yoga, a lot of what, at least what the yoga sutra says is the whole point is to have peace is, is to quiet the mind. Not that that's a goal and that there's something wrong with you when your mind's not quiet, but one of the best feelings in life is when your mind settles into stillness and you just feel peace and presence. And when you can operate more and more in life like that, um, it's someone said that is like the thing that quality that people most envy in life is inner peace. Yeah. <laughs> is inner peace. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's so true. And I think it's what you touched on earlier about being in arches and taking that moment, mm-hmm. right. To really be present. A couple of years ago, I said this to a friend. I was like, when I have been present in my life, I've been able to time travel back to those moments as if it was right there. Because I was right, like being under that awning with the rain, like really being there. And those moments in my life, and for everyone that's listening, think about it, right? The things that we can remember that you can be like, close your eyes and I'm right there. They were when we were actually present because we were actually, we got it all. We got it. And as I have, I remember like having that conversation, we're like, oh, wow, like I should really be more present so I can remember all of these things. So I can literally now travel through space and time. I, I can go back and remember whatever it was because I was actually there. And this practice that came with that, also being a photographer, is what if I don't? take a picture of this what if i'm what if i just take the picture in my mind right and really bring and that was a very hard very hard practice yeah 
to be like, okay, I'm not gonna take. I'm gonna remember it, so I can always come back. And the thing is, like around my house, there are these beautiful photographs from. Um, there's this beautiful yoga retreat center, Zinalani, on the west coast of Mexico. It's just, it's awesome. And there's a beautiful sunrise, like right there. I don't remember that sunrise. Don't remember it at all. I have a picture of it. I don't remember that day. Nothing. And it's really interesting. Like, there's a picture of a boat, though, that I that I have, like just the front of the, the rowboat. I remember that day. Like, I was present in that rowboat because I have this weird thing of drowning. But I was present, right? Standing on the beach, there was no fear, right? It was just a pretty, pretty sunrise. Got it. And it's like seeing, literally, because both one is there and one is there. It's like, I'm present for one, not present. And the one that I was not present for is so much more prettier than the one you know so it's like that practice of can we really just take it in even if it sucks right like just be like okay i'm gonna remember this i don't want to need to hold on to it but i'm it's this experience of actually being present be like okay i don't want to feel that anymore right like i'm gonna keep going i've experienced it i don't need to experience it anymore wow that really gave me chills to think about how when you're really present like you, it's like you capture your life and can and can visit that moment any moment. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of whenever whenever I go on meditation retreats. I go on meditation retreats three times a year. Um, I was out there once for like a whole month, and I remember that time so vividly because I was meditating, um, mm-hmm. because I was every day clearing out the things that are in the way of me being with life and developing my ability to be more conscious and take things in more vividly. And uh, I, I treasure it. Um, that's why I try to meditate every day. That's why I meditate every day, because I want to be as conscious to my life as possible, and I want to have more moments that I can time travel to. Right, Like a right, superpower. Exactly. It's so cool. It's a lovely image mm-hmm. to have. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really... Mm. It's the yummy. It's the yummy part yeah. of all of this. Jill, this was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time um, with us today. I have all of your links down in the show notes. Is there anything that's happening? This is going to be out this Sunday, Ooh. April, whatever Sunday is. Um, if you have anything happening, you know, that you want to plug really quick, please let let us know. Well, uh, if you could check on my website, I have my teaching schedules there. So it shows all the wonderful things I'm teaching. Um, uh, I also have information on how to schedule readings. So um, if you need a reading, it's good to get one before the eclipse coming, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of days, August on, on uh, April 19th, 20th. Uh, I'm also uh, teaching a anatomy course, so which is how to... Um, align your body in a way to prevent and to understand what causes pain and injuries and how to align your body to prevent those things and take care of yourself. Um, and uh, which I think everyone should know because uh, I've, I've been able to like save myself from a lot of pain by doing all of this and understanding my own body. And in the fall, I'm teaching an Ayurveda yoga teacher training, which I'm very excited about, which is really open for everybody who wants to learn how to how to bring Ayurveda into their life and into their yoga practice. Because mm-hmm. looking at practicing yoga through the lens of how do I balance my doshas through any practice is really powerful. 
So that's a lot of what I'm up to. I might be doing some writing too. So you might see me uh, write a little bit more in my newsletter and uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think that's it. Yeah. Awesome. So everyone that's here, go hit the link in the show notes, sign up for the newsletter, be informed, <laughs> go take a workshop or a class, do all of the things. And Jill, as we wrap it up, I'm going to pull one of these Keeper of the Light oracles. What what number is, is floating in your head? Four is my lucky number. All right. Number four. We've got faith, humanity, and benevolence. Stay calm. Trust the good you see in yourself. And others see the light in the world. Can we all have just a little bit, just a little bit of faith? Faith is coming through today. Yeah. So we'll we'll take that and wrap it up with faith. Jill, thank you so, so, so much. I appreciate you and all that you're doing and keep on, keep on, keep it on because we all need that that fine balance in our lives. And thank you for such a rich conversation and all the aha moments you gave me and for um, helping me share a lot of this information out out into the world. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for everybody that is here. Thank you all, and I'll see you all right back here tomorrow. Have a great day.